0: Hello. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, and it's designed to get us into God's Word for oh, at least about twelve or thirteen minutes each day, and thereby help us to stay strong in our faith and to grow in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans ten and verse seventeen. Now but it also helps us to have a better perspective on life and to be better equipped to handle whatever the day might throw at us. And these days are throwing a lot at us. You know somebody in your life, I can guarantee you, who needs to turn their lives around, who needs to have a more spiritual frame of mind and think about their souls and their soul salvation or the lack thereof, to think about their relationship with God and try to either establish that or strengthen it. Help them to do that. Maybe help them get to heaven. Share these short studies with them. Do that consistently. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, some other technological means perhaps. But share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, literally anybody and everybody. You may again help somebody get to heaven. So make up that make up your mind, and make that commitment to start sharing these short studies. We're coming toward the end of our study in Second Timothy. We've looked at this particular letter, short letter, from the Apostle Paul to Timothy, his spiritual son, from the perspective that perhaps Paul was recognizing a danger in Timothy's spiritual life. Maybe he was perceiving that Timothy was kind of going through spiritual blahs, so to speak. Now, all of us, from an emotional perspective, we all suffer temporary blahs or temporary depression. But we come out of that fairly quickly. And if you don't come out of that quickly, then you really have a problem and you need to get medical attention. But spiritually, some people fall into a spiritual state of depression that lasts for a long time and pulls them down in their faith. And so maybe Paul was seeing some signs in Timothy's life that maybe he was starting to get into spiritual doldrums. And Paul was encouraging him, perhaps, through this letter. Now, certainly, we can understand this letter as encouragement, but not just to Timothy, to all Christians of all times. And so Paul tells him in verse 6 of chapter 1, stir up, stir up the gift of God which is in you. And again, the idea there being, get it going again, use it, stoke the flames. We talked about how he encouraged Timothy to himself and to encourage others, he might teach, to stay in the word, to be diligent students of God's word. He reminded Timothy in chapter 3, verses 15 through 17, that it was through the scriptures that he learned the way to salvation, and that the scriptures are God's very word, and that they're able to make a person complete spiritually, be completely equipped for all of the good works that God has in mind for that individual in living his life serving God. Now, in, verse, in chapter 4, beginning with verse 1, Paul kind of comes to something of a, a near climax in this letter of encouragement to Timothy. Maybe again helping Timothy to stoke those spiritual flames within his heart, within his life. Remember now, Paul was incarcerated. He was a prisoner in Rome. He had done a great deal of work with Timothy personally, on an ongoing basis, and now Timothy could not be with him all the time because Paul was in jail. And so maybe that's part of what Paul might be perceiving in the life of Timothy, that being cut off from his spiritual mentor, that he's suffering some, struggling in his own spiritual state. In verse 1 of chapter 4, Paul says, I charge you, therefore. Now, the idea of being charged, I'm I'm giving you an instruction, even a command here. Strong words, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, perhaps we're to understand, I'm, I'm telling you this, I'm giving you this instruction, this charge by the authority of God and Christ. Who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom? Preach the word. Well, remember, back in chapter 1, verse 6, stir up that gift which is in you, get going again, stoke the flames. Timothy, get out there and preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Now, what does that mean? When it's easy and when it's difficult, when it's well received. And when it's not well received. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. In other words, Paul saying, Timothy, remember what I trained you to do? Get after it and keep doing it. Be diligent in teaching God's Word and teaching the gospel and helping Christians become stronger in their faith, in helping strengthen and and, and, and be better established as congregations of the Lord's church. He goes on in verse 3 and he says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine or sound teaching or true teaching. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. In other words, he says, you're going to find people, but you're also going to find even some within the Lord's church who are not going to endure sound doctrine, sound teaching, the truth of God's word, but they're going to want to find teachers who will scratch their ears for them, tell them what they want to hear, help them to feel comfortable in whatever ungodly or spiritually weak lifestyle that they're living. They will turn their ears away from the truth, he says, and be turned aside to fables. In other words, they're going to leave the truth. They're going to leave the truth of God's word. That happens all around us, all the time. And it's certainly happening right now. You may know people in in your life, personally, who became Christians, but they're not faithful Christians any longer. They may have been taught the truth, but they have gone off into some kind of error. Paul says preach the word. Preach the word, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching, with long suffering, with patience, with endurance, with determination, and also we could add with love. Be watchful, In all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Don't give up, in other words. Don't quit, in other words. You do what you are trained to do, what God has blessed you to be able to do. And then Paul goes on in verse 6, and he says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. The idea of being poured out as a drink offering, he's saying as a sacrifice. The time of my departure is at hand. He says, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be executed. My physical life is going to come to an end. You keep doing what I trained you to do. You keep doing what God has blessed you with the ability to be able to do. Preach the word, teach the word. Help people come to Christ. Help Christians become stronger in their faith. Help congregations be grounded in the truth. He says in verse 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. He says, "I've, I've done what God has wanted me to do all the way to the end. And of course, this would be an admonition, an exhortation, an encouragement to Timothy. You do likewise. All the way to the end, do what you're supposed to be doing as an evangelist. What does he say there? Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. In verse 8, he says, finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And so, Timothy, the crown of righteousness, eternal life, an eternal home in heaven, in other words, that's waiting there for you as well it's waiting there for you as well. Remember what the Hebrews writer said in Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. The Lord's waiting at the finish line of the race that we run through life with our crown of life, with our crown of righteousness, with our eternal reward. He's waiting there for us. All you have to do is finish faithful. You make sure you finish faithful, Timothy. You make sure you live that dedicated life that I've trained you to live and that God has blessed you and guided you through his word to live. I finished my course. I finished my race. I've kept the faith. There's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearance. Oh, he says, It's ready there for you as well, Timothy. Keep your eye on the goal. Stay focused. Stay determined. In verse 17, The Lord stood with me and strengthened me, so that the message might be preached fully through me, and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. What an attitude. What a positive spiritual mindset. In fact, spiritually focused mindset. Paul carried with him all the way to the executioner's block. And he's encouraging Timothy, you be just as faithful, just as dedicated, just as determined, just as diligent, and just as confident of your eternal reward in heaven. Hang in there. Live the life, do the work that God has blessed you with the ability to do and that I trained you to do. And that's a message for every single one of us today, for me and for you. Let's pray together. Father, guide us to be your servants, to be the Christians, to be the workers that you want us to be, and to do the work that you have laid out for us. Help us to never give up, to never faint, to always aggressively and diligently serve you actively please father and please gracious father forgive us hear our prayer in christ's name amen